Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I honor my feelings by listening, considering, and actioning. I love myself unconditionally. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're talking today about knowing thyself, better knowing thyself. Now, this is a theme that we've picked up from a couple of um, private messages we've had through our Facebook page. They're both asking different things, and yet, Jane, they are both asking the same thing, <laughs> which is really essentially, yeah, which course of action should I choose that's really the truest, you know, I guess the most in alignment with my true self, which would be the safest and best course of action to take. So we'll spend half of the episode on the first question and half on the second, and hope we don't repeat ourselves too much. But I'll, I'll, I'll say the first question now. So someone's written in and they've said, look, when is a situation mirroring my own stuff to be worked on, my own emotional stuff, and when is it just a toxic situation I should just get out of? How do you know? Mm, it's a great question, isn't it? I think the answer is that... What is it that you're feeling? So are you feeling that this is something that is really pressing a deep button within you that you have a fast, instant reaction to and that it's something that has been pressed in you before in many other scenarios? So it's not just this one scenario. It's being repeated. And you haven't worked and on it. And you haven't worked yeah. on it. So you find that, you know, what should we use as an example? Um this person is so arrogant and they just don't listen to me and it really fires me up and it makes me want to grandstand in my behavior. That situation, question it, is it just that this is what my mother used to do or my father used to do and really I just recognize it and I don't like it and I just want to put some firm boundaries in place? Then that is the case of you're in a toxic situation. Or is it that they fire you up and you retaliate by having an inner child that explodes and starts mirroring back the behavior? Now, if you're mirroring back that person's behavior, then this is a mirroring situation for you to own your own stuff. Yeah. Now, the, the different situation would be is if you're observing this person's behavior and it annoys you, that it's not making you mirror their behavior back. See, I, I would even possibly rephrase it almost like either you've done the work on it so you have more of a neutral charge, maybe a slight annoyance because there's yeah. that feeling of self-worth. Sometimes when you when something makes you a bit angry, it's a really healthy response because it's it's your self-esteem kicking in saying, you don't need to be around this. This just this isn't, you know, you're worth more than this, or you don't need to put yourself around this situation, or this is a bit of a, a toxic environment, a poisonous environment. I think you just need to move yourself out of it. And look, I understand that it probably is a bit of a grey line between is is this situation presenting because there's a gift in it for me and am I supposed to be learning from it? Or is it just you just don't need to be around this and for self-preservation, get out. And how do you actually tell the difference? I understand that's what she's saying. How do you know when it's one or the other? I think it's about the, the measure on a Richter scale of the sting. Yeah. Is this, Can you observe it and see what it is and then get annoyed by it? Or do you instantly react? I mean, is it a general unpleasantness that it would be in your best interest to probably just remove yourself from? Or then that's toxic. Or does it actually hurt? This is what Jane's saying. Just Sting. Did it press a button? Is there? Is there? This is what they call in NET, which I've talked about for neuroemotional technique. When you go in 
to a practitioner who does muscle testing and NET, what they're always looking for is an emotion that they call an um oh, just lost it. It's a it's a it's an over reaction. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's like an emotion that's a way overreacted emotion to a situation. Not just oh, I'm sad or that makes me happy, but that really makes me sad or that really makes me happy. And it's like, well, what's that extra charge going on there? Unexplained yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think it's definitely. Can you pause before reacting, or can't you? Mm. So if you can pause before reacting then you've done some work on it. Because you can kind of objectively stand back and, ah, oh, yes, I recognize yeah, this, I, recognize I see this, I've done some work on this patterning yes. before, I know what to do yes. about this. And you see, when you've done work on a particular topic or a particular emotion or a particular occurrence or button, the universe will always deliver it again to test you correct, so that you can have the validation that you have cleared that. That is such a good point, John. I'm so glad you made that point. Yes. If you have had recently a massive catharsis, epiphany, healing, cleansing, shift, shedded a skin, whatever you want to call uh-huh it, moment. and then you're like, I'm done with that forever, I've changed and I get it now, what's going to happen next week? You get one more go. The same thing. <laughs> And it's actually quite – I actually get excited now when this happens because yeah. it's the test. It's the test. And it's the test of is this now not pressing a charge in me and as a beautiful spiritual creature, I can now witness this with kindness and compassion from another person behaving in this way that I used to behave because I know where this has come from and I understand it and there is no judgment from me. I'm just observing what it is in another. And therefore, if I wish to, I can be really kind here and either just let it go or I could offer some wisdom if I, if it was appropriate. Um, well, you get to see how you perform and, and that's then, the cool part. That's the thing. And then when you realize that, hey, this didn't cause – sorry, there's a truck going past. That was a cement mixer. <laughs> sorry. We didn't plan that. Go on. Um, Oh, right. Maybe I'm not meant to say what I was meant to say. <laughs> okay, but what, what is cool is when you realize that, hey, that didn't sting. I didn't have a reaction. What have I got now in my life? Peace. Yeah. What is it that we want emotionally? Peace. Evolution. It's so exciting. Yeah. Now, sometimes that, that same button might come around the block again a few weeks later or a few months later or a few years later, test you again. And as we all know that sometimes the wheels fall off the cart again and you ha- you might find that that button does get pressed again because you've got time, a bit slack in your, your, your self-development practices and it's just a reminder to get back into those tools that work for you. And really that's what our show is about, all these different tools that you can use. Find the handful of tools that work best for you and then when the situation presents, you've got them in your kit, you pull out the right one, you deal with it. So, so we just said... You know that it's um, just a toxic situation you need to get out of. If you recognize it straight away, like, oh, no, Jane said, sorry, Jane said there's a pause, then you see for what it is, and then you, you, you bring in your tools and do what you need to do. The flip side of that is if you react so immediately, there's not even a, a, a hair's breadth width yes. between because it still has a psychic hook in you. Whatever it is has still such a charge and a pull on you that, it's basically still owning you. It's still playing you. You are still a puppet, you know. You're still being played by whatever this situation is because you haven't done the, the release work on it yet. So I, I guess the answer to this question in a large overarching set of sense is it is the know thyself. It's it's becoming such a keen observer of your own emotional processes that you are able to healthily and consciously recognise how you respond in daily situations 
too emotional event. All, all, all of life is emotional. Everything that happens to us is, is a stimulus. It's an external stimulus. And you're just constantly, um, responding to the stimulus. And if you can really do kind of the Buddhist thing where you just kind of take yourself out of yourself, this is detached from the ego. You just stand back a bit and look at how yourself as the human responds to all this stimulus. You can see, have I got patterns there of a lot of negative response, a lot of fear response, a lot of panic or anxiety response, a lot of over-worrying, overthinking response, whatever it is, or am I mastering a little bit more of the cruise control? There's more peace there. There's a bit more thoughtfulness, detachment, a little bit more. Uh, just, just recognizing that conscious awareness we always talk about where you just catch it. Ah, I see what this is. I know what this is. I still, I still permit myself to feel a little bit stressed about this at the moment. It might make me feel sick or I might be scared, but I consciously am aware of, of what that, those feelings are. And I know that later when I'm home alone or I'm with my favorite therapist, we're going to work on that a little bit more. Beautifully said. Well, thanks, Jodie. Channeled. <laughs> yeah, beautifully. <laughs> the mirror effect, I want to touch on that. What is it? I believe it's that we can only see in another that that is within ourselves and since we are everything therefore we should be able to see everything within another and knowing that that is true within us it's the holographic universe we're all yes. the same bits parts yes, reflecting exactly yeah so when you witness a judgment about another person's behavior it is saying everything about you so Let's use. Well, you've attracted it in in the first place because yeah. you need to learn it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's not about them. This is entirely about you. The fact that they've even presented first, yes. first off, own, yes. own that. It's a big yes. thing to own. That the person that pisses you off the most, you you have brought in vibrationally, and you have the most to learn from. Which is why I am such a fan of expansion socially because that is what helps us to grow. If you stay in the same little tight knit circle, it's not doing much for you. So when you witness something in another person that you don't like, you, it's a really good habit to take the moment and try and articulate exactly what it is. What is that trait or that emotion or that behavior that you are witnessing? And then stop and look at yourself and be really honest about when have I demonstrated the same quality. Right. And then as you do that, ask yourself, is this something that I do actually own in myself or have I been in denial? Now, I encourage you to really own it within yourself because as you own the parts of yourself that you have in the past denied because they were probably the ugly bits about you, it's so easy to love the good bits about us and know us in the positive. When we can know us in the negative and really own that, this is true self-worth and self-love. This is what enables us to walk this planet so boldly and freely because we're then able to not have any fear of who we are. Oh. Channel. Thank you. <laughs> I like that I thank when it's not even my words. <laughs> you know, that's why I love these podcasts coming out a few weeks later. I get to listen it back and go, oh, gee, that was a bit of wisdom. God, pretty cool. Who's that shit? Who came up with that 
Jeez. We have to thank our upstairs management. They do govern. You know, and for those of you that don't know this, and I will drop this in just for, um, you know, for those of you playing at home, we do pray before each uh, podcast that we do because Jane and I like to make sure that we're bringing through, you know, the highest possible intention that we can for those of you that are listening and we ask the universe to bring to us whoever needs to hear whatever we want, whatever we've got to channel and, uh, you know, obviously bring through the, the highest vibrational intent to uh we are walking our talk because we talk a lot about prayer, we talk a lot about intent, we talk a lot about energy and I find it such a privilege to be able to do this show that it's got to be the best I can possibly deliver. And and if there's anything to be taken out of this small tangent that we're currently doing in the middle of the show, as Monty Python used to say, you've reached the middle of the movie. This is, this is now the middle of the show. Um, you know... I encourage people in business, in you know, in in their jobs, in their work and stuff, to do a similar thing. You know, pray. I use the word pray. You call it whatever you want. Set your intention before you go into a big meeting. Set your intention, obviously, before you go to a job interview. But even just in the morning, if you've got a difficult client to call or a project that you've got to sit down and be really creative for, you know, do your little prayer to your upstairs management first, to your A team, your angels, whatever you want to call them. Bring in their guidance. Really, you know, light a candle or an oil burner in that on that table and just. Hold the right energy before you begin to do anything in life. And if more people did that in the business world, we would have amazing business yeah, in this country. Well, one day I wish to go and uh, be working in businesses, teaching them how to put the love in. I actually just recently rewrote my personal mission statement. So, you know, businesses have mission statements. I've got one for my business. But I just recently, as you know, Becky, you helped me um, to write my personal one. And I've done it up in a beautiful piece of artwork and printed it and put it into a frame. And because my desk can be mobile, I've got a, I've got a stationary office. Um, but I also can work from home and I can work from my shack. Her coffee I actually table. Take, I know, I like working from my coffee table. Um, and so I take this little photo frame and I, and it sits next to my laptop wherever I'm working. And it's only for me to see, it's not for others to see, but it is my intent, my mission statement of what it is that I am in this role in my work. Yeah, it's a lovely thing to put on the, the, you know, the desktop wallpaper, the backdrop of your computer as well. If you've got, uh, you know, a mantra or a, what do you, what do you call it? Mission statement, a mission statement for your purpose. Goals. Yeah. Um, we are so segueing. Okay. Yes, but I think we've actually covered off on that mirror effect, don't you think? Yes, but let's do the second question. Okay, let's So the second question for this show, which is kind of asking the same thing but with different words, is how do you work out the difference between something that's outside your comfort zone but it's worth experiencing to expand it and what's just not consistent with your true self? I've got a quite a simple answer to this one. All right. If something that you're wanting to do but you've got some fear around it, is something that you can't help but think about every single day of your life. <laughs> You've got to do it. What's his name, Jane? <laughs> Are you thinking a boy? No, 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 no. I'm being very, very cheeky. But, you know, oh, I'm thinking what it, oh, God, just, that, was, that was good wisdom. You know, it is good wisdom. <laughs> but it's, it's if you can't stop visualising it and thinking about it and it bubbles away the excitement inside of you because you think that would just be so amazing to do this or experience this or have this or be this, and yet there is some fear around it, then that's outside your comfort zone, but it's worth experiencing. Oh, look, there's so much I want to say here because there's so much that happens with this kind of thing. The head gets involved, but the, but the stomach knows the truth or, or the heart. So your body knows the truth about whether it's good for you or not. The bra- You can sit down and write co- cons list, pros list, checklists, like whatever. You can argue it out, you know analyze it with girlfriends, talk it through with your psychologist, you know. But at the end of the day, your tummy knows if it's okay to jump off that cliff or not, I think. And But, but then we need to get clearer on what fear is. 
and we've talked about this before, there's different anachronism, an- anachronism like that word for fear. You've got one and I've got another. What's yours, Jane? Uh, mine's false emotion appearing real. And mine is feeling excited and ready. So there is the kind of fear that is the true fear, like the, the black, sick gut fear. It's the kind of awful premonition or, or sixth sense that you may have felt around a really dodgy person before or in a really dangerous situation before or just when you know that you're making a choice in your life that's not in your best interest. And then there's the kind of fear that's like a roller coaster, right? Or it's like starting a new business yeah. or it's should I dare to fall in love with this person or it's, you know – should I put aside $50,000 for a business that I believe in and I've never put that much money aside before, but I just think I have to do it. Oh, my God. And, of course, that's the kind of fear. Look, it can give you diarrhea. It can keep you up all night. You know, it can actually have you maybe running after your tail in circles with anxiety for six months, but it's still a different kind of fear. And and very few people can actually actually identify the difference. And, that, you know, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people come to me for psychic readings because they genuinely don't know if the thing that's calling to them, as you say, Jane, the thing they can't stop thinking about, is it is it okay? Is it safe? Is it good for me or not? I think it's if you're playing the what-if game. But what if? So if what you're excited about, what you can't stop thinking about, that is something that is is um, true to yourself, true to your expansion, right? However, you're probably finding that you're playing the what-if game. But what if I don't earn enough money? What if I don't have any clients? What if I don't meet the person that I need to meet? What if I can't produce that? FYI, all of those are reasons why you should do it. Exactly. Because that's we're talking about kind of just personal growth here. Like, yeah, like there's lots of times in life that you're going to be presented with really healthy challenges and your ego or your your low self-esteem or that little nasty devil on one shoulder is always going to pipe up and, and fire 8,000 excuses at you because we're humans, right? What do you think are some examples of how you can know that it's not for your true self? Okay, so let's say somebody comes to you with a business offer and it's maybe it's to go into business with them or it's to put a lot of money up front and there's lots of things about it that sound really great like maybe, you're so talking about what I've just gone through I'm actually not I actually wasn't but but now I realize I am <laughs> but let's, so here's a real world just example. Pulled, I was about to buy another business and I pulled out at the 11 11 hour you like real like the it 11 like, and a half hour oh my god let's, it was like the absolute like it was desktop. it was totally yes and then it was a no so so in fact let's talk about this because this is a good real life experience so okay Jane gets presented with an offer that is very enticing and exciting, the kind of offer that makes you feel amazing and important. And then you think about it for ages and you talk to all of your girlfriends and then what happens, Jane? And you're thinking what? You're thinking, I think I can do this. You're thinking, yeah, I was so excited. Absolutely. I had new staff lined up, everything, new office, the whole lot, everything was being rolled out. And then what started to happen? Um, I started to feel pressure from the other party that was giving me little alarm bells. Okay, let's stop there. Alarm bells. <laughs> Who's ever thought an alarm bell so and not acknowledged it? Tiny in comparison to the bigger dramatic story that yes. I had bought into. Yes. And then I was very blessed that my solicitor um, actually, for various reasons, actually knew this industry inside out and knew me on a personal level. And had been a client of mine. Correction. The angels sent Jane well, she just, is an angel. just the right person yeah. at an intervening point yes. to give her some truth speaking. Yes, at which she did. 
and it was I was really not wanting to hear what she had to say because and I had to st- because I was I was buying into this illusion I was buying into something that I thought was going to be amazing and an easy fix to a problem that I've got and the illusion made you feel emotionally what excited and oh god Oh, now we're working in therapy, but she's putting me into therapy. But so people can hear yeah, how I this know, plays out. What were you feeling? Um, actually, I think I was feeling an easy solution to a problem that I had. So I was feeling excited at that. I was feeling like a relief that I was getting rid of a problem and creating greater opportunity. Was there a part of you that was married to the hype or the excitement yes. or the grandness of yes. it? Yes, all of that. And what, what, in what my shallow mind, part was It that? was very shallow. In my mind was this, oh, wow, now I'm going to be an X, Y, Z. And I, I, look, I'm, I'm not holding back because I don't like holding back anything, but it involves another party and it's not only my story to share, which is why I'm kind of hedging around what the business was, etc. Um, that business is, is still well, on the market. No, we know everybody needs to know the details. No. But, okay, know. but that's how I was feeling and was that I actually think that it actually went into ego and it was quite grandstanding. So when you got these little, uh, what do we call them? Alarm bells. Alarm bells. So how did they present in your body? Yeah, definitely in the gut. So what did you feel in your gut? Tightness. And when would you feel that tightness coming in? When I acknowledged the – when I was acknowledging the things that were bothering me. Words of truth. Oh, tr- the words of truth. truth. Yes, that's okay. right. So I hope everyone's listening to this and taking notes because I want you all to be really aware of how your body whispers to you. And this is why Jane and I bang on about things like meditation, relaxation, silence, clarity, self-work, because if you are not creating enough stillness in your life in small regular amounts, you won't hear the you whispers. Hear it because it was so tiny in comparison to the huge, Huge energy lift of visualizing having this new business but with then, my current one. Of course, the more energy and attention that you give to those little tiny triggers or red flags, they start to snowball and yeah. they start to gain a bit of momentum and strength of their own power. So, what started to happen, Jane? Mm-hmm. You I to then people? started to have. I did talk to more people. I spoke to two others, and um, and the alarm bells actually became red flags. And then, of course, the universe was also giving me an opportunity that. You know, if I do want to have this vision of taking business to another level, I've got to put my, as Beck says, put your big boy alpha pants on and deal with it in the business world. And I struggle with that. So what Jane's saying is it had reached a point where she'd said yes to this person right to the point where she was ready to hand over a shitload of money, basically. Yeah, yeah it was literally the day of. And so then that brings up all kinds of fears. Pete. People I was pleasing. letting someone down. Da- absolutely, letting someone, letting someone down. down. My integrity, bad business, I bad ethics. Exactly, I'm not moral. Exactly, I'm doing all wrong of by that. people. My reputation. I feel guilty. I feel shame. I feel all of that. So, th- so then all of those emotions then come up. Now, what did you do when those feelings came up? I put my big boy alpha pants on. <laughs> And I stood firm. Now, what does that mean? You need to give people tell them what that means. You came to a mental decision? I came to the decision that I was not going ahead with it. I um, put it into writing, which was what legally was required. And then I knew the phone would ring and I answered the phone immediately. I didn't avoid anything. I thought, no, face it, while I'm sitting true. And I had a very awkward conversation that I had to have 
I did it with the most amount of kindness and compassion that I could have, but I held firm. Now, the thing is, things are much easier to say no to still in the startings of something than at the endings of something or further down the line. Yeah. So even though it seemed massive for Jane at that point, just imagine if it had been six months in and all hell had broken loose oh. and shit hit the fan. and you know, so I dodged a bullet. So, yeah, and this is how our bodies and our spirit guides and our own intuition is working for you all the time to help you dodge bullets in life. Here's what I found really hard is that I also, after I'd made the phone call and, and I had, you know, done and dusted, I'd done everything that I thought was the correct and right thing to do and I tried to do it with the highest of integrity and compassion, I then could kind of collapse into a heap and, and reflect. Now, as I'm reflecting, that's important. one of the things that really bothered me was that how could I, who I believe is so intuitive, have got caught up in this and got so misdirected. Okay. And that's a really hard pill to swallow because it then had me start to doubt my intuition. But my point would be, but you didn't. But you didn't. You, no. You're, you're, a, you're a spiritual soul that gets presented with all sorts of opportunities all the time and challenges and, you know, tests. And how did you go on it? Well, actually, you passed this test. I did. You passed but I had the to test. have this moment of sitting there in doubt. I want to say that because if other people are going through this, I want them to know that that's okay yeah. and that's normal and that that can last for a period of time where you are doubting yourself and, and you, you then lose your sense of self-confidence in being able to make the right calls. And so I was doubting that. But that's okay because when you're going through this, just surround yourself with the good people, which I do, which I've got, you know, beautiful Beck and I have this amazing solicitor. And, and, and that's, that's why you have other people with other schools around you to support you when you're not on track as clearly as you want to be. The next step, though, was then, of course, to look at what were the gifts that I received from this close call. And that's where I had the opportunity to actually put the big boy Arthur pants on and how did I go? And actually, you know what? I did surprisingly well knowing that that's an area that I have in the past struggled in. Um, what was it that I got caught up in? Okay, do I really want to be operating this kind of service? Yes, I do. How do I want to do it? I actually want to do it a different way. I was looking for the fast solution. I was looking for the easy solution. So now I've got the wisdom that while I've still got the initial problem, I'm working on other ways to solve it that are not the fast solution but the more healthier solution. Yeah. So again, Westerners want quick fi quick fixes all yeah. the time. And there's so much to be said for slowness as part of any process, particularly when big decision making is involved. Now, sometimes you will be required to make a, a big decision actually very quickly. And that is when you need to be a master of your own emotions. You need to go home and ask for half an hour or go into that toilet stall and close the door and close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and check within. It's all you can ever do in life. If you've got a really big decision, you're going to have the nerves tingling and the tongue will be broiling and like you know you'll be feeling nervous and your heart will probably be hammering but there will be a truth deep down in there that just says it's whispering but it's saying go for it go for it just jump it's just go for it as opposed to that when Jane talks about little little alarm bells or just if there's a heavy sickness a bit of a dread or a reluctance often you know it will actually be a dread it could even I've heard stories of people who at the you know the 11th hour didn't go through with buying the house even though they, they'd almost signed because they just it just felt too hard or heavy, you know, that, that sort of thing. So this question that we're answering today, you know, she's saying, how do you know when something's just not consistent with your true self? Well, that's where the body does kind of recoil or pull back a little bit, I believe. And I also think 
If you continue on the road of trying to seek it out, what will start to happen is it will get slow, it will get heavy, blocks will appear, and it's your job to recognize when those blocks are appearing. You know, if you've been trying to force something through for for nine months and it hasn't been happening, like you've been trying to get this thing done or this whatever it is and you just keep banging on, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the universe has a better plan or a different idea and you maybe should just let this one go? Are you going downstream effortlessly, easily, heading in the right direction or are you battling going upstream? And I think the teachings of Abraham, if you haven't um, followed uh, Esther Hicks, her work is amazing on the law of vibration and uh, law of attraction Um, and there's millions of YouTube clips you can Google and and watch for free and her products bought products are amazing as well um, but that's it you know is it is it easy and effortless or is it tough and hard and, and difficult we've all been at times in our life where a series of events has just happened so fast and so seamlessly and effortlessly and beautifully that's when you're going with a path of least resistance that's when you're really flowing on a beautiful you know that's when you are in true alignment with who you are in life everything's going right and I think in this business deal it was like that initially it was very smooth and, and flowing and easy and effortless that's too good and to then be true. suddenly it got <laughs> Really clunky. Yeah. Really clunky. All right. We're going to finish on today's affirmation. I honor my feelings by listening, considering, and actioning. I love myself unconditionally. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't be Love Life without you. You guys are Love Life, not us. Please join us every week on thewellnesscouch.com for our free half-hour podcast. You can also find us on iTunes. And if you want to talk to us privately and personally, Facebook is the way to go. Yep, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show, one word. And until next week, know thyself. Have a fabulous week. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.